morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Mace Dizzle. Hey, guys. It's Alex, a.k.a. Alan Wu. Welcome to our fourth episode of Where's, Where's the Action? Where's the Action? Ooh. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> was that good or bad? It was bad on my end. It might have sounded good on yours. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. So, today... Fourth episode. We are going to be talking about, as you saw in the title um, when you clicked on this bid, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever, but we will get into it and we're going to break down the action scenes and we're going to talk just about stray uh, thoughts we had about the movie uh, and all that jazz, all our regular segments too. So our sponsors, full disclosure. So let's get into it. So you want to start us off with our first segment? So full disclosure. Um, so first point of full disclosure, a little bit about me. Uh, so I've been experiencing some pain the past couple of weeks, uh, especially when I've been eating. Um, and like, so my, I thought it was my like jaw, but it's actually what Mason told me is like my temple. Um, it's like at the eye level and it's near the ear. So it's in between your ears and your eyes. And it's like, it feels like a bone. But yeah, my my side temple hurts <laughs> whenever I eat um, or, or take big bites. So I don't know what's been happening, but... Well, yeah. you know my remedy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my part of the full disclosure. <laughs> so I pain. told him the I'm remedy for the temple is to stop eating and stop talking. It's the simplest way for it to stop hurting. Uh, <laughs> you want me to start? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm doing a solo podcast now. <laughs> okay, next episode, I will not be present because he, Mason doesn't want me to talk. Correct. Uh, he really tries to take the spotlight from me and I don't like it. I'll type in the Zoom chat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll be able to hear that. They'll just hear the clickety-clack, and they'll know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Uh, are we done with full disclosure? What about you? Um, I guess I can say. What uh, happened this morning, huh? No, let's just say the little pregame for the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail. Um, we're, all, we're all happy right now. It's good. Mm-hmm. We're feeling good, except Alex with his temple. So, actually, just me. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, inebriation rocks. Um, <laughs> let's move on to our sponsors segment. So, I have uh, a little beef, pun intended, with McDonald's. Um, our local McDonald's. So, me and Allie <laughs> went to McDonald's last night for some, some power fuel, you know. We're bulking. It's bulking season. And you know me, I'm always talking about the Travis Scott burger. So I said, hey, let me get a Travi patty. I, well, I guess this McDonald's sucks because they don't even have it anymore. (laughs) But the thing is, they do have it. They've got all the ingredients. The only extra ingredients are bacon and lettuce, right? And barbecue sauce. And so I order it. They're like, oh, well, no, but we can, we can give you the barbecue sauce. That doesn't fix my my hunger for Travis Scott, man. I mean, it wasn't right. They did me dirty. Would you agree? Yeah, 
the the lady at the whoever took our order, <laughs> she was not having she was it. She's not having it, man. She was she like, hated us. "Well, we can make the burger. It's it's just basically a quarter pounder with barbecue sauce." <laughs> They're missing out on the bacon and lettuce, which they still have in the shop, by the way. Which they forgot to put on your burger. <laughs> well, they, they conveniently forgot and charged me double for it. Oh <sighs> the same thing happened last year with the freaking <laughs> shamrock shake. I went up to order a shamrock shake and they're like, oh, sorry, we ran out. Then Mr. Alex Wu over here, you know, all high and mighty ordered one they're like okay yeah i'll get it for you real quick <laughs> excuse me am i what what is, what is happening they, so they see, they see you and then they're like okay we can't serve them <laughs> yeah. uh, i i i hate it i hate it uh, i hate that's it why <laughs> i hate mcdonald's that's why it's been our sponsor for the past four weeks <laughs> oh no we love mcdonald's <laughs> i hate this one though they don't think travis scott all right. Well, now that we spent five minutes talking about uh, okay. Scott Breaker, I know other, you have a sponsor for us. <laughs> the other sponsor is also part of McDonald's, um, the new spicy chicken McNuggets. Uh, if you don't know what it is, this is what it says on the website. McDonald's new spicy chicken McNuggets have a spicy breading that adds a real kick to the fan favorite chicken McNuggets. Our spicy Chicken McNuggets are breaded into a crispy coating, flavorfully spiced with blend of aged cayenne and chili pepper that is sure to get your attention. I really like the spicy chicken nuggets. I think they're better than the original. Um, and, oh, you don't like it? <laughs> uh, you go ahead and then I'll go. Uh, uh, okay. And then also, I think they don't really have like it's not like super spicy, but it does have that kick, which is nice. Um, and so from now on, I will keep ordering the spicy instead of the original. And so, unless they like, for some reason, they treat me like Mason and they give me the original and. <laughs> Don't have me in the car with you or talk to me in a 24 hour period before you go, because they okay. will not serve you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, spicy I mean, all I, like I was. Huh? I said I really like them. Oh well, that's good. I uh, I do not like them. Just well, okay, I do. They were they were I. It was just that I had them in the same experience as this <laughs> Travis Scott thing, which really got under my skin. Um, <laughs> so it kind of tarnished the taste for me. But I mean, objectively, they were pretty good. NGL. NGL. Uh, so yeah, that is our sponsor section for today. Um, the uh, McDonald's is really, uh, keeping us afloat <laughs> while we trash them in the process. <laughs> so you ready to get into the action boy? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'll start us off. So this movie, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, it does not start out with Peter Parker actually introduces us to a new character and a relatively new character in the comics named Miles Morales, which I like how they keep up the um, alliterative naming scheme, like Peter. So basically, it starts off with this kid, Miles Morales. Um, dad's a cop, mom's a nurse, good family. Uh, he has an uncle, Aaron, who he kind of looks up to instead of his dad. 
So yeah, Miles Morales is basically our new protagonist and who will eventually obviously become the new Spider-Man, but not before there is a, he has to get bit by a spider first. And so he's doing graffiti in a subway with his uncle because he's the cool uncle. And, you know, he does this graffiti thing, but he gets bitten by, you guessed it, a radioactive freaking spider. All right. So the, he, he doesn't think anything of it. But then the next day at school, he describes it as he's going through puberty again. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's got he sticks to everything and he sweats profusely, but he keeps doing that. And so he goes back to the same place where he got bit by the spider because their Spider-Man already exists in this world in the form of Peter Parker, who we all know. And so he gets bit by the spider. So he goes back and it turns out it was a radioactive spider. And so he's like, holy crap, am I the next Spider-Man or am I a spider boy or what's going to happen? Well, he ends up while he's in this abandoned subway, he finds uh, the real Spider-Man battling Green Goblin and a new villain named Prowler, which I haven't seen before, but apparently he is in the comics, and eventually Kingpin. And they're in this kind of reactor thing, which we find out is Kingpin's invention. So he bought this big reactor, and the whole point of this reactor is to pull things from other dimensions. And so Kingpin basically wants his family back, because in this dimension that he currently lives, uh, he was caught battling Spider-Man and his family had nothing to do with him. And so they walked out on him. And so he was mad at Spider-Man and a whole bunch of things. This, that's the villain's whole motivation. So Kingpin built this reactor to get them back from a different dimension. While So the reactor turns on. Meanwhile, Spidey has to battle the Green Goblin, Prowler, and Kingpin. Um, but eventually... The Green Goblin holds uh, Spider-Man's face in this big reactor beam and it causes some type of explosion and basically the whole thing falls apart and Spidey's left for dead. He's basically dying, but he talks to Miles Morales right before he dies. He's like, hey, you know, he gives him some type of flash drive, which they call a goober later on. And he says, hey, plug this into the, the machine and I don't even know. I think it's some type of it like puts a virus in it or something or it overrides it. So anyway, uh, Miles is in the shadows and he watches Spider-Man get killed by Kingpin, just a big old punch to the face. And so now the world, Miles's world is without a Spider-Man. Um, so that was the first action scenes, basically Spider-Man just trying to, um, get away from the Green Goblin and Prowler and stuff and stop the reactor from going. But he was unsuccessful in doing so. And so, yeah, I mean, this action seems pretty good. It introduces us to the whole movie as far as the action, what the quota is. So, like, it's very poppy, very bright, vibrant. Uh, it's zippy, you know, lots of color. Um, I really like this scene, honestly. Well, what do you think? I, I, I like the, the whole, like, colors as you yeah yeah i i did not expect that from mm -hmm. this movie um so i think that's a really good twist especially if they kind of like make it like a comic book style um yeah this look. is the most comic book 
booky com- this is like the most comic booky comic book movie you know oh what yeah I mean? oh yeah yeah and i i think they really pulled it off well uh but yeah that that scene was pretty good especially like one of the beginning ones i was like oh this is a this is a pretty interesting how they presented it and so they'll probably present it like later on further in the movie which they did yeah um, that was great that was great yeah especially the reactor itself i mean so many colors are being thrown together and like mm-hmm. what I, one thing i noticed in this movie is like once you've seen the movie you can't unsee it because mm-hmm. there's nothing else like it like you yeah. always remember the first time seeing this this is my second time but like i remember the first time just like holy crap like i've never seen anything like this before mm-hmm. it's um completely against all traditional animation and it's all the better for it um so anyway yes back on back on topic uh there's a few things that happen in between the next action scene which need to be explained um do you want to go into that real quick uh in between the scene so as far as the new like the peter parker and stuff the new peter parker Big okay boys. so Big choice. I, <laughs> the okay <laughs> So, because uh, Spider-Man was dragged into the the machine that was like a vortex, um, the universes are like coming alive, and so with that, there there comes multiple Spider-Men um, that come part in the movie, and one of the Spider-Men um, is a older, fatter version of the original Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, his name is Peter B. Parker, just for reference. Uh, he's played by Jake Johnson, uh, also known as Nick from New Girl, one of my mm. favorite shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's one of the characters that first get introduced as another Spider-Man in this movie. Um, he gets discovered when Miles is going to the graveyard to see Peter Parker's grave, and then this new Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, um, is like also there and like surprises him. But then Miles accidentally knocks him out, <laughs> and uh, and then it goes to a scene which you'll talk about later. But anyway, so this new Peter Parker uh, gets uh, acquainted with Miles, and now they create a plan together to basically try to reverse everything with this little goober device and so they're trying to break into uh the alchemex which is the area that the the bad guys are in with their dimension vortex machine and so yeah yeah so alchemex is the research facility for kingpin uh and we meet some familiar faces there which was kind of a twist for me but so the OG Peter Parker and Miles show up to this facility to try and get the flash drive to get the information to then disable the accelerator so all the dimensions can go back to normal. And so Tubby Parker, who's the OG one, he teaches uh, Miles to swing with, you know, using the mechanism that he built, which is a central part of Spider-Man. And they have long story short they have to escape this facility from the head scientist olivia octavius aka doc Ock, which is uh gender f- swapped in this movie 
So now Doc Ock is a woman, which is fine because, I mean, it is a different dimension than ours. So it's highly likely that something like that could happen. Um, but I thought that was a neat twist. So anyway, basically, they steal some type of data from this facility that they're not supposed to have. And um, Peter Parker and Miles have to escape from Doc Ock. And also, I think Tombstone, which is Kingpin's assistant, is there. And uh, was Scorpion at this one? I forget. Um, in this scene, no, he's not. Okay. Well, they're still trying to escape from Doc Ock through the woods. And... Uh, while they're swinging away, they see another spider person who happens to be spider Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy, who is, uh, I thought was going to be the love interest for this movie, but apparently it was not, <laughs> which <laughs> we will, Mr. Alex Wu will go on in depth later. <laughs> so yeah, so they're escaping and they eventually... Long story short, get away with this drive. Um, but this action scene was really good. This was strong just because it showed how powerful the villains are too. I mean, we got that from the first scene with Kingpin, but like Doc Ock is a very formidable foe. Um, you know, and especially this is Miles Morales's first time actually dealing with a villain. So this was an interesting scene. Like the whole escape was pretty funny too. Like, it's not just, like, super serious. Um, yeah, I this scene was really good. They were swinging through the trees, and, you know, there's a lot of slapstick humor, too, if, he, like, he falls down or whatever. But, yeah, they they eventually escape, and I, I think it was really good. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I like one of the scenes where they threw a bagel, and, like, a little comic, like, text said, bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got little, like, Easter eggs in there, too. Also, <laughs> this entire scene... This whole thing, um, the OG Peter Parker is wearing gray sweatpants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got that gray sweatpant energy. Um, he's, he's chilling. <laughs> he is. like He, he doesn't care anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, no. He had like a sandal and then a boot, right? Yeah, yeah. Mismatched. <laughs> Maybe. Like, he's, uh, he's old at this point, so he doesn't really care. He's been through the ropes so many times. He, um, he's, he's just vibing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and in his own dimension, he kind of hit rock bottom, too. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, like, he divorced Mary Jane, and, you know, mm-hmm. he got tubby because he just kept eating pizza and not exercising and wallowing in pity. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. It's pretty funny just the whole time. I, I never thought I'd see a Spider-Man scene where the entire action is unfolded wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I thought that was a good touch to his character. So yeah, basically after they get away, they try. They need to go to a safe house, right? Well, the only place they can think of is Aunt May's house, who in this dimension had just lost her own Peter Parker. So it must have been weird seeing another Peter Parker showing up at her door. So mm-hmm. the three Spideys, we now have three of them, Miles, Peter Parker, and Gwen Stacy, who is Spider-Gwen, and they all show up in Aunt May's house. And uh, you can go into that because I know this is one of your favorite scenes. Okay, so when they were going to Aunt May's and then they also go into this like secret vault uh, basement type of uh, area, they also um, meet new other Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> and so 
So you have you have Gwen, and then you have the old Spider Man, but then three other characters show up um, because they're from their own universes as well, and so they got um, they got transported to this current universe, and the three different new Spider Mans are actually very creative. Um, one is Peter Man- Peter Benjamin Parker, also known as Spider Man Man Noor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, played by Nicolas Cage. Uh, this this Spider Man is like a black and white uh, detective type of Spider Man. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I I like how Nicolas Cage is like like the Spider Man makes it makes it very like sophisticated. <laughs> I am Spider Man Noir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then we have Penny Parker, who is like uh, a Spider Man from like japan so it's like a kind of like a anime type of look and penny parker is actually like uh, a little girl who uses like a robot to make a spider-man robot it's it's pretty cool you have to watch it to, to really get the full grasp of it it's kind of like an iron man suit but a spider-man suit mm, yeah yeah and then but and it then has I, its own life too like it's kinda, right yeah yeah and then our last our last one is our favorite called Ooh. Peter <laughs> Peter Porker, Ooh. also known as Spider Ham. <laughs> uh, how is this a thing? <laughs> this, this this character is played by a pig just up in Spider Man, just up as Spider Man. Um, and it looks it, like a Looney Tune too. Right, right. Like it's, right. it's 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 the style that they make him is different from everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in that scene, like, so Miles is not able to, like, really show his true powers. And so he, like, runs off. After he runs off, he finds out that his uncle is one of the villains. um, Prowler. Prowler. Uh, And so after he finds out he's a Prowler, he goes back to the spider gang um, and here comes the scene where they're at aunt may's house um Mm -hmm. he's about to tell them and he tells them but then literally moments after doc op comes in barging through the house alongside with her other partner so scorpion who is also speaks in spanish (laughs) um tombstone he's one of the characters um prowler and kingpin all come to aunt may's house and it's like it's it's like a it's like Avengers Civil War. It's where like one team versus the other team. So it's like the bad guys versus the good guys. And the Spider Gang all takes on the, the, the handful of villains at time. And in this scene, the there's like a getaway scene where the Miles Morales Spider Man is running away from the prowler, but the prowler uh gets a hold of him and reveals that uh, he reveals Miles' identity. And so he takes off his mask and then they're like realizing it's their, it's their, it's the uncle and the nephew relationship. And then Kingpin shoots Prowler from behind Mm. uh, and kills uncle. Um, And so here, this leads to another scene where Spider-Man grabs uncle Aaron and, like goes off into the city and like into an alley to, to just like let him rest. And his father 
uh, Miles's father also finds him in the alley, and he thinks Spider-Man is bad now because he thought he killed him. Uh, but yeah, this scene I thought was really cool. There's there's a lot of it was like a you like fighting in a very cramped space, and like Aunt May was like, "Can you guys take this outside?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I thought it was cool. It was like a lot of villains and all the Spider-Man were being each other up and yeah yeah like so even though it's set in in a boomer's living room <laughs> it's still so freaking fun you know what yeah. i mean i mean like the, this movie's so good at just making little tiny things into big moments yeah this this action was awesome i mean you mm-hmm. had everybody going at it and like i i can't explain how good the movie's animated like it actually feels like frames of a comic book coming to life. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this scene might've been my favorite action scene. I don't know. It's just because it was so contained in the house Mm -hmm. and yet you had like, well, probably like 10 people in there. Right. And like, I'm not talking like shrimp. I'm talking like big people in there. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. they're all just beating each other up. And, um, and then you have the emotional impact of, Miles seeing his own uncle die and mm-hmm. seeing that he was also bad. <laughs> yeah, just really good stuff. I mean, and this also uh, showed a new power that Miles has that the other Peter Parkers don't is that he can turn invisible. Um, it, in, but it's not, he can't really do it on command yet at this point. And so but he has that ability. And so he kind of, this showcases it a little bit when he's in like moments of stress. And so, but yeah, that, that, this scene was awesome. Uh, do you have anything else to say about it? No, I, I think it was a really good scene, um, especially with the, the uncle and Miles going uh, emotionally at it. But yeah, I, I really like the scene. Yeah. All right. So there's one more final action scene. Um, it's set at the same reactor at the beginning of the movie. Um, so basically Kingpin and Doc Ock have got it uh, working again. And so, but before all that happens, you know, Miles goes through this existential crisis, like, oh, I can't be Spider-Man. And, you know, the OG Peter, he literally says to him, you know, your uncle Aaron was just like my uncle Ben. And then, you know, the other Spidey's uh, comfort him and you know eventually Peter Parker's like listen you got to take a leap of faith man um and so they the the new Spidey's leave Miles behind because they don't think he's ready to help defeat the reactor and stuff and get everyone back to their own dimensions and so they leave him behind and he has to just you know grapple with himself like, you know, do I, can I do this? Do I have the ability? You know, I don't know if I'm Spider-Man or not. And eventually he comes to terms with his own powers and he even finds out he can do some type of electrical thing with his hands, which is a whole other power that the other ones don't have. And he just masters his craft. He starts swinging and, you know, getting the hang of things. And then he um, goes with the other Spideys to help defeat the reactor and thing back to normal. And so, now they're all at the reactor and of course all the bad guys are there too 
you know, so whether it be Doc Ock or Scorpion or Kingpin or uh, not Prowler, obviously. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, they're all there. And this leads to the final showdown where the reactor is on and it's going at full speed. And so eventually it starts bringing in like buildings and stuff from other dimensions into this one reactor core room, which is huge, by the way. But like eventually the Brooklyn Bridge gets thrown in there and a whole bunch of buildings and houses and just it's absolute chaos. But they they like I said, the animation in this movie is flawless and it makes the scene really pop. So, yeah, the dimensions are cascading together. Honestly, this. All right. I changed my mind. This is actually the best action scene because it showcases everybody's power, whether it be the spies or the villains. Um, and it just shows them all in their in their prime, uh, especially Miles, because this is the first time Miles is truly in tune with his powers. And so so while the dimensions are cascading together, you got uh, spider ham going ham on Scorpion, pun intended. Um, and, you know, you got uh, Doc Ock and the OG Peter brawling it out and then Miles comes and saves him. And so then they eventually put the, the goober or the USB drive, whatever you want to call it, into the reactor core. And it starts, you know, to to blow up and to cascade in on itself. And so all the things from the dimension are going back in it. And so eventually they defeat all of the villains, except for Kingpin, who is still kind of lurking in the shadows a little bit. Uh, he's off to the sidelines because he's waiting for his family to come back. But now that the reactor is reversing, you know, he, he gets pissed. And so um, he's, he goes out there to defeat the other Spideys, but not before they leave to go to their own dimensions. And, you know, so Miles has to say goodbye to uh, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir, Penny Parker, uh, Spider-Gwen, and the OG Peter Parker, who is reluctant to leave just because his dimension, his life in that dimension isn't as good as it could be. And so they have this big uh, heartfelt goodbye and they eventually all leave, leaving Miles to, to, to defeat Kingpin and get all the dimensions back to normal. And so then you have one final battle with Kingpin and Miles um, and he uses all of his all of his powers uh, to their best ability. So he turns invisible at one point and, you know, kind of dukes them out. You know, there's a lot of punches. Um, I, I, we really can't do them justice. Uh, I just go watch the movie, go even just go watch the action scenes because um, they're just so good. They're so fluid and, and dynamic. And so basically, you know, long after a long battle and a long fight, uh, Kingpin um, gets distracted by his family again because they're somehow dimensionally warping into this big reactor core room. And so they see him battling Spider-Man again <laughs> and they walk out again. And now he's, you know, he gets pissed and Kingpin almost has the upper hand on Miles because he's so enraged with him. But Miles uses his new uh, electric ability and he shocks Kingpin to the side of the reactor core. And it, it, it makes basically it's a catalyst for the whole thing to just go back to normal and everything goes back to normal. And Miles saves the day. But yeah, that, that final reactor showdown, man. That, whoa, oof, oof, that hit different. 
what, what do you think? What, what, I, what are your I, thoughts on this scene? I really like the scene as well. Like as we talked about earlier, the 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 comic colors are like really hit the spot. Um, they're popping. They they really are, and I think it it, it shows the comics has has like a part as is a, a very good theme to this movie. Um, and then also like I also like how the dimensions were coming in as well. So like there's just stuff flying around, which is pretty cool. And then they use the stuff that was flying around. So like I remember there's like a car and then Kingpin just grabs it and just throws it at Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. Grabs a car. <laughs> I mean, Kingpin's a beast in this movie. Yeah, and so, but like things like that, just like whatever that was flying around, they're using it to their advantage uh, to take down whoever they needed to. But yeah, I, I really like the scene. Is it, it was a pretty good like final boss type of fight. Uh, yeah, because like everybody's there, and like yeah, and then you have the added element of oh, we got to stop this before all the dimensions start you know, getting into each other's dimensions and it basically causes a rift in the whole time-space continuum. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's that added element of the time and then just, you know, buildings being thrown at you <laughs> and it's just all this stuff floating in space. Um, it's just so cool. I mean, you can't, you can't, I don't think you can get better than that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then, like I said, peace is restored um miles's dad was there for some reason only him though no other no other police no other cops just no, they were he was the only one in there uh yikes i just realized that i don't know that's a plot hole um, oh no but anyway so uh th there's a whole subplot with the dad that i don't really want to go into just, it is emotional i just i don't want to spoil it per se I don't know. It, 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 they tie him, his storyline up too, uh, pretty well. And so, yeah, so they go. Um, so Miles goes to the surface, uh, but he's still in his Spidey suit, obviously, and he can't give away his identity. So uh, now uh, it's a happy ending. Kingpin is tied up with webs, of course, classic Spider-Man stuff. And Miles makes peace with his dad because they were their relationship was a little rocky. Very overall heartfelt ending, um, really tied it up well. I don't know how they're going to top this one because I know there's a second one on the way. I think it's like 2021, I think. Um, but I, I honestly don't know how they can top it or at least do par with it. I mean, it's just, there's nothing wrong with it. Did you find anything wrong with this movie? Um, I guess for the scenes where it doesn't pass the vibe check. Oh, well, we'll go into that. We'll go into yeah. that. Uh, Okay, we'll talk about it there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll move uh, on to our, our favorite part of the movie. Um, I will start us off. So my favorite part of the movie, uh, it's not really one scene, but it's just like the character of Peter Porker. <laughs> <laughs> spider hair. <laughs> spider ham. Um, I think that was really just super funny. <laughs> this little Looney Tunes type cartoon is here. <laughs> And he's voiced by uh, John Mulaney, the comedian, and it, it fits so perfectly. I I just loved everything about Peter Porker. Like he's this little 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 chumpy <laughs> Spider Man, little bacon looking. 
<laughs> and he, he Ollie and like you know it's classic cartoon type of fighting where you have like this hammer which he does have he like brings this like sledgehammer yeah 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 sledgehammer and he just like knocks out scorpion it 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 really does it does well in this movie so my my favorite part is just peter parker is just he's the best (laughs) he deserves his own spinoff yeah instead of a sequel i just want to see a peter parker spinoff movie (laughs) he's the main character in the second movie <laughs> yes spider him spider him oh yeah okay. like, it's spider pig the simpsons called it right. remember spider pig from the simpsons movie yeah the simpsons <laughs> predicted it here we go again <laughs> anyway so yes any scene with peter porker is probably the best but uh mm-hmm. i had to pick one on my own so i picked the after credit scene uh, which I know I did the same thing you did with Black Panther. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, uh, the whole movie's good. Like I, you can't pick out a favorite part from that. Uh, yeah. But my favorite part was the after credit scene. So basically there's another Spider-Man from another dimension that this is focusing on. And he's like, Hmm, I think I'll go to Spider-Man 67. <laughs> and so he you know does his portal thing or whatever and he gets dropped into the old spider-man cartoon from the 60s uh i honestly this was i mean it fit it fit the movie like it's so off the wall and crazy that it fits right in so like (laughs) if if you guys You know, everyone I'm sure knows the meme where it's like the three (laughs) Spider-Man and they're all pointing at each other. And he's like, (laughs) so the the other Spider-Man is now talking to the 67 (laughs) Spider-Man. And he's like, hey, why are you pointing at me? And the other one's like, hey, no, 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 you're pointing at me. Then he's like, no, 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 you're pointing at me. And (laughs) they get into a big fight and it's just so dumb, but it's so funny. <laughs> I encourage you all to go watch that scene right now. Stop Ooh. what you're doing, exit the podcast, actually listen to the end and then go watch it. <laughs> um yeah, that's my favorite scene. Just and it it looked like the old cartoon too, like they put it in nicely. But yeah, that is my favorite part if I had to pinpoint. Just so Yeah, funny. I I was it was I did not expect that, but it added the humor to it, which I really liked. So <laughs> yeah so let's let's move on to our our part of doesn't pass the vibe check um do you want to start us off with that uh i'm gonna go into a big rant here i'll try to keep it short (laughs) keep it keep it short please (laughs) i have some beef with steph curry Uh, (laughs) steph curry if you're listening uh meet me out in the court we'll do a pickup game (laughs) three-point throw, whatever, shootout. Uh, I don't like Steph Curry. He thinks he is the best basketball player to ever grace the earth. He's so wrong about that. He's not even that good. Oh, he can shoot a few baskets, but it's all the character that counts, okay? His character is trash. It's Garbo. Hot Garbo. I mean, like, he ah, he's so annoying. He just thinks he's the best at everything. Uh, anyway, oh, God. My cholesterol just went up. My blood pressure is through the roof. Anyway, there's a scene, a quick glimpse of Steph Curry in 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse where, you know, Miles, I think, is is is, uh, you know, webbing through Times Square and on one of the billboards in neon flashing lights is freaking Steph Curry's face. And he ruined the whole movie for me. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that does not pass the vibe check in this movie, Steph Curry. Um, but I've got one more uh, does not pass the vibe check scene. It is when Kingpin shoots Prowler. And my question is, why didn't Kingpin shoot <laughs> Miles instead of Prowler? Because, uh, you know, I'm, I may be a little dumb, but I can tell that Prowler is on Kingpin's side. They're both bad. I don't understand why he had to shoot Prowler. Um, I don't know. It was just one gripe I had with it. Um, but I guess maybe he draws the line at shooting kids, or maybe he was out of range a little bit. I don't know. I, it's it's over now. It, it's fine. It, it worked in the movie. It's fine. But the main scene that doesn't pass the vibe, Jack, is Steph Curry. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my rant. That's my rant for the day. Uh, you go ahead. Um, okay, so my segment for doesn't pass the vibe check. Um, so if you guys have seen the original Spider-Man played by Tobey Maguire um, in the three movie uh, three movie series, the there is a romance slash love story between. Um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane, um, who plays by Kirsten Dunn. Um, and so in this movie, there wasn't really a romance um, as a Spider-Man movie, uh, which I was like, oh, they forgot that part. <laughs> um, and I, I was like, okay, so when I'm thinking about the other Spider-Mans, like, so the, the Spider-Man that was produced by Marvel past couple of years, um, played by Tom Holland. Um, he has a romance uh, with MJ, who's played by Zendaya. Uh, so they, they, have, they, they have that romance, but then like in this movie, there isn't. And so like, I thought like if the Spider-Man's gonna keep up the, this, the try to keep it as original as possible, um, there was no love story part in there. But you would think that Miles and Gwen might be a fling. But <laughs> in the movie, at the very, like at the reactor scene at the end, when Gwen is about to go jump into the reactor to return home, uh, Miles says a quote, something along the lines of like, we'll be friends or something like that, and gives her a handshake. <laughs> oh, so cringe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That was the perfect opportunity to land that kiss, but no. <laughs> puts he, out his hand he he, he friend zoned himself <laughs> <laughs> it's a me move come on now he's supposed to be spider-man he's supposed to be cooler than that oh, i was like okay so that so the love story there's no love story it's, it's all about a friend story here <laughs> but all right my rebuttal to that is uh, this movie don't need it i mean it's got so much stuff going on anyway but yeah. i see what you mean i see what you mean the yeah. end, they could have thrown it in, but... Yeah, but... Oh, well. So that oh, doesn't well. pass a vibe check for me. Um, Mason makes fun of me because I, I like to find, like, those type of things in the shows I watch. Every single thing. It could be... Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. So we'll move on to our rating system. 
So <clears throat> our rating system out of five will be how many spider hams would you rate this? <laughs> <laughs> so bring it back to the Peter Porky. Peter uh, Porker, baby. <laughs> Peter Porker. Porker barely know her. Uh, so if I were to rate this, um, I would rate this a 4.6 out of five spider hams. What the? Uh, Wait a minute. 4.6? <laughs> Yeah, is that the, low? Oh, it's pretty high. What? Um, what, you, what? You were telling me before. You're like, oh yeah, let's do ten out of five, man. Best movie <laughs> ever. What happened? Four point six. That's a ninety-two. That's pretty huh? good. Okay. All right. All right. Um, it's the Steph Curry thing, isn't it? <laughs> well, also, I mean, you know my argument about Steph Curry, which I'm not going to take a lot of time here, but like, <laughs> I think you just hate him because he's talented but because i because i actually know sports <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i actually know steph curry <laughs> <laughs> no i know sports oh to an extent. you can't say that no and, no, no. I, and I know more about steph curry than you do <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah i i, I think 4.6 out of 5 um is a very good rating i i think it's a very good movie I just was, uh, I think, well, to be honest, like at times, I think the color was a little too much for my eyes. So I don't know if they, could, if they could tone that down, but I really liked the, the vibe it was giving. But Maybe turn the brightness down on your TV. <laughs> but overall, very good movie. I would highly recommend it. Everyone should watch it. It took me two years to watch this, so... <laughs> Yeah, I kept this was one of the few movies that I just kept campaigning for. Like even before the podcast was a thing, I was like, bro, you gotta watch this movie. You gotta watch this movie. He's like, Yeah, I'll watch it. It's in, <laughs> it's in my list on Netflix. And so we finally got around to it. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go into my rating. So okay. I am going to rate Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Five out of five spider hams. I think this mm. is a perfect movie. Um, uh, I, I can't, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Like I could watch this over and over again and it would still hold up. I mean, there's so much enjoyment to get out of this movie. Uh, not enough praise can be heaped on this. So I'm just going to say, go ahead and watch it, man. Mm -hmm. Just, just watch it. That's what, that's all I'm going to say. Alrighty. So our last segment of the podcast, um, is our fun fact. So our fun fact today is if you could heighten any sense which one would it be? Um, yeah. So, so this we're was talking um, about this Spidey senses. Uh, interesting question. Yeah, uh, this was uh, brought up by my roommates actually yesterday. Shout out to Bobby and Mo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, this was a. It was an interesting question. Um, I'll go ahead with my answer. I would love to hear uh, better, uh, just because I feel like my hearing is subpar now. Um, I would just like to have normal hearing levels, uh, but also if it can be enhanced, uh, it can it can be enhanced even further. Uh, I want to I want to hear what people are saying, like after I walk away from somebody. Oh, who's that guy? You know what I mean? Like I want to I want to hear what they're saying. You know, get the dirt, get that uh, tea get, spilled get on the me. Tea, yeah. yeah, I can hear it for myself with my own it's, ears. It's spilling the tea, but not yes. actually, but just eavesdropping the tea i can get the tea before they spill it <laughs> you know what i mean just take it right out of their hands 
yeah, I would, I would do hearing just because right. I mean, uh, smell. No, I would, if I could take one away, that's, that would be it. I hate smell. <laughs> I I've smelled more bad things than good things in my life, but yeah, I, and like sight, I don't know. I could, I could, I can see good. I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah, hearing, hearing is definitely the one I would heighten. Uh, which one would you do? I would do eyesight. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Explain so, yourself. So the last time I got checked up, I had 20-20 vision, right? But mm-hmm. if you normally, if you get a checkup and you have better eyesight, you can like see like super far away, like little characters. Uh, so that's, which is better than 2020. Uh, so I would do eyesight because I think it'd be pretty cool if you can like zoom in on something super far away. Uh, I think that would also help out a lot too if you're trying to like sightsee and so you can really take in everything that you're trying to look at, uh, especially nature. That'd be pretty cool. Stargazing. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Bobby brought that up. Yeah, when we were talking. But yeah, yeah. stargazing, man. Although don't look too close because you'll, you'll definitely burn your eyes out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would do eyesight. I think it'd be pretty cool. Plus, you wouldn't have never need to wear glasses if you do wear glasses. Well, what would happen so, if you wear glasses? Is it like putting a lens on a tele or like a microscope? I maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't wear glasses. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. Well, oh no. All right. What's the fun fact up. statement? That's the whole thing. Yep. That's the whole shebang. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to this review of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, don't forget to like, uh, love us. Uh, we need it. Um, comment and subscribe to everything and anything. Follow us. Not actually in person, or maybe, I don't know, if you're cool. Um, but yeah, follow us, like us, subscribe. Um, hope you like this one. Um, if you leave in the comments, if you agree with me about Steph Curry, um, I'm interested to see. <laughs> we can we can have one whole public... podcast. We have one whole <laughs> podcast about Steph Curry. <laughs> and the action in his life. All right, um, we'll do that. Stay tuned okay. for that, people. Uh, we don't know what we're doing next week, but we will have one an episode next week. I think we're thinking about doing James Bond. Uh, we're not sure, but uh, yeah, leave a comment about Steph Curry. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you guys later. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yes. Stay healthy. Catch you on the flippity flip. Hey. All right. We out.